Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about video games from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new to the show, welcome. Have a seat. Uh, This is our retro gaming podcast. I just like to sit around and talk about old video games, and that's what I'm going to do again. This week, episode 44, I'm not sitting down with one of my buddies. I'm sitting down with two of my buddies. It is the first ever three-headed episode of the show. Uh, my two friends shared a microphone, so as you guys have probably become quite accustomed to if you've listened to the show for any length of time, the sound quality is up and down. I don't know what I'm doing. You guys are aware of that. Uh, my two oldest friends, uh, and I say that not in age uh, fact, but in uh, the sense of like the two people I've known the longest in my life. As far as my friends go, uh, my buddies Rob and Daniel from Calgary. We uh, I met them in like grade two, I think, both of them, like, like in the early 90s. And uh, uh, we played a lot of video games together, and, and it was really cool getting a chance to catch up with them. I was on the road for comedy, and uh, they were in town, or in their town, and I was like, you guys want to hook up and do some podcasts? And they said, fuck yes, and we did. And this week, uh, episode 44, we're talking uh, Super Metroid. For the Super Nintendo, which is, you know, if you're listening to this show, you already know what a Super Metroid is. It's one of the greatest video games of all time. So I'm pretty excited about that. Before I get to that, though, you guys know how it works. I got to do all my plugs, all my blabbing. I'll try to keep it under 10 minutes, uh, but I make no promises. We are on all the social medias. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash remember the game. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at member the game. Just like remember without the RE at the front. We try to follow back everyone that follows us. I like interacting with people there. We post about all our upcoming episodes. I post hints the day before of what the next episode is going to be. So uh, if you're on any of those, please throw us a follow. We'll follow you back. We'll plug whatever you got. I don't care. I'm not above any of that stuff. Um, I'd also like to give a couple of shout-outs quick. First and foremost, uh, a shout-out to my pal Tyler. Uh, you guys, he is a regular on the show here. You may remember him from episodes. Mumbling. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. Uh, you may remember him from such episodes as uh, Spider-Man, Tony Hawk, Resident Evil. Um, I think he did Chrono Trigger with me. He's a bit on a ton. Anyway, uh, him and his uh, baby mama, Brittany, uh, just had their first child, a little boy. So, Tyler, I don't know if you're listening to this or if you're busy doing the whole super dad thing, but if you are listening, congratulations to you both. That's awesome. Um, 
I hope that it uh, doesn't cut into your game playing too much. But no, I'm I'm half joking. You can tell I don't have kids because I don't know. Uh, but congratulations, buddy. I'm happy for you both. That's great. I also uh, want to give out a quick shout out uh, to some people that have been leaving me reviews. Uh, as you guys know, I try to read them on here, at least give shout outs for them. If you're listening to the show and, you, and you're enjoying it, please leave me a review somewhere. I'd really, really appreciate it. If you've been leaving them on Spotify, I don't know how to see them. But uh, I still do appreciate it very much. But if you're leaving them on iTunes, I do see them. And I want to give a shout-out to a couple quick right now. Tomato Rancher, uh, five stars, one of my weekly waited for podcasts, even the games I never played as a kid. I was a Sega PlayStation kid or awesome listens. You actually make me want to pick up a Switch. Keep it up, man. I really enjoy the pod. And also to Bullfrog1221, thanks for doing what you do. It's rad to hear someone my age with a similar appreciation for old games. So they both left a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you both so much. And also a quick shout-out to uh, Tender Gopher and Steven. I don't know how to say your last name, Steven. Leaving comments on YouTube, I really appreciate those as well. So if you guys are liking the show, please give me a shout-out somewhere. I'll try to read them and give you a shout-out back. Uh, that would just be really, really cool. It, it's on weeks where I... Don't feel like doing the podcast. And there have been a couple. It keeps me going. And uh, apparently it's good for the podcast to get reviews. I don't really know what it accomplishes. But thank you all very, very much. Um, I'm at a bit of a crossroads with the show right now. It's not going anywhere. I got tons of episodes in the bank. Tons more planned. That's not a problem. I just uh, have been... I, I can't remember if I talked about this at all last week. But I've been having a couple of meetings with a couple of people about... You know, the idea of running ads or opening a Patreon up for it or stuff like that. And I just don't know if that's something I want to do with it or if I just want to try to keep it a hobby. Because I think if I, it's a great hobby for me. It's my, it's, it's, I fucking adore it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I do stand up comedy for a living most of the time away from this. And this is just a great escape from that where I can just focus on video games, which is my number one thing in life. I like, other than, you know, my girlfriend and my dog and my friends and stuff. Uh, I love video games so much especially old video games. And I'm very torn on if I should try to sink more money and time into this thing or just keep going the way it is. Um, you know, streaming and stuff is huge right now. And honestly, if I could quit stand-up and just stream old video games for a living, I would. But uh, I'm a 35-year-old man with a mortgage and bills, and uh, I cannot afford to just start over and try to learn how to stream right now. Uh, it'd be a great kind of side hustle. So I don't know. If you guys do any of that stuff, if you're on Twitch, if you stream, if you upload Let's Plays or anything like that, reach out to me on the Facebook page or on Twitter or Instagram and just tell me you're into it. I just like to pick your brain. I'm curious to know how it works for you and if you like doing it. Um, that's all. Just if you're into that stuff, I'd be interested in talking to you. So shoot me a message, okay? Uh, what else is going on in my life? I picked up a PlayStation Classic. Last week, after months and months of shitting on it on this podcast, Best Buy had them on sale for 30 bucks Canadian. So I finally caved and, and bought one. And uh, admittedly, when this thing was full price, which is, I think, $130 Canadian, it was not worth it. Right now, it's priced at, I think, 80 bucks Canadian, and that's still not worth it. But 30 bucks, uh, you know, because, I mean, now that Best Buy put... Because when Best Buy put them on sale for 30 bucks, Excuse me, I, I dragged my feet on it for a couple of days and then I drove over to the Best Buy near my house to get one and they were sold out. So clearly that was the sweet spot to sell them was at $30. Uh, I ended up ordering one off their website. So uh, other stores are going to follow suit, I'm sure. And if you're into old video games, for 30 bucks, I recommend it. It's it's There's a lot of garbage on it. They clearly half-assed the interface and everything. Um, you know, I, I love the NES and SNES classics, but they allowed you to do four save states uh, for one game. And uh, this one allows one, and it's really easy to not save by mistake or oversave your thing by mistake or like right over your save that you didn't mean to. Just, just not a like. 
I just can't believe that a company as big as Sony fucked this up that bad. And I get that it wasn't like a huge priority for them, you know, with the PS4 selling a trillion units and everything. But this thing is just, it could have been so much better than it was. And I'm not even talking about the games. I'll get into that in a second. I just mean like the interface and the lack of options and everything. It just, you know, the, the half the games that are on it are like the European versions or something. So they run slow and just... A piece of crap. But uh, for 30 bucks, check it out. It's worth it just for Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil, and uh, Wild Arms, in my opinion. And then there's still a couple of good games on there, like Mr. Driller's on there. Uh, Intelligent Cube is pretty cool. It's a puzzle game. There's some stuff on there worth playing. It's just for not more than $30. And apparently it's very easily hackable, which I'm going to attempt to dig in under the hood and see what I can do with it. But... Uh, People have pointed out that the library on it sucks, and I agree with that. There's games that should have been on it that weren't. Uh, the, to me, when I think of the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, the first thing that comes to mind is Tony Hawk. But I understand why the Tony Hawk games aren't on there because I, I assume that there's kinds of license. You know, it's the same as like you don't get wrestling games on the classics and stuff like that. Um, you know, you got to deal with licensing. I'm sure you have to talk to all the different skateboarders that appeared in it. There's music. You know, it's a, a pretty complicated soundtrack. I don't know if it's worth going through the hoops they would have to go through to get it. So I would love to see Tony Hawk on there, but I get why it's not. Uh, people have pointed out Crash for sure crash bandicoot and spyro uh my i get like i would love to see them on there but i could listen to the argument that they have had remakes released of their games or remasters or whatever you want to call them so you know why do you need the old ones i just finished playing through the crash uh the new insane trilogy on my switch last year and it was pretty rad like it was i have no urge to go back and play the original playstation ones now if i ever want to play them again i'll play the new ones so uh i but uh, but they should be on there castlevania symphony of the night should be on there i can only imagine the only reason that's not is because they didn't want to pay for it because it's on like i was playing it on my vita like it's on the ps store so symphony of the night should be on there i would have loved to have seen resident evil 2 and 3 to go with the first one uh i mean if if the nes classic can include all three of the original mario brothers and the first er, and and zelda and zelda 2 then like there's no reason you couldn't have put the second and third resident evils on there and i don't know why they went with twisted metal 1 when twisted metal 3 and 4 were so much better but that's just me so there's definitely more they could have put on it but for $30, if you see one laying around, give it a shot. It's not bad. Um, they've become my go-to way to play retro games or on the classic consoles. I, I fucking love them, man. I it just, and I, you know, I just shit all over the PlayStation, but like once I get some more games on it, it's going to be rad. It's the same as my NES and SNES classic. They're absolutely my, my preferred way to play now. It's just convenient. I used to love collecting and I'm not shitting on people that collect because I think that video game collectors are awesome. I love like just scrolling through the Reddit pages and Instagram and stuff and just looking at people's collections. I used to do it myself. I do want to do an episode on collecting coming up. We just haven't been able to get the the scheduling right between me and the guest I want to do it with. But uh, there's nothing wrong with collecting. I just have, prefer, I prefer safe states. I don't have a lot of room and, uh, or pardon me, I prefer classic consoles because I don't have a lot of room and I like having access to save states. Uh, partially because I spam them in the more difficult games. Like I have, like, you know, and I'm not, I'm, a, I'm a, don't fucking sit there and be like, we'll get good because I am good. But some of those games are just intolerable without save states. They make it infinitely more playable, some of these games. And it's convenient, you know? We all remember playing a game. I've, we've probably talked about it on the show half a dozen times. We all remember playing a game as a kid and not being able to get to a save point right away and then having to leave your console on all day and stuff like that. And it's nice to be able to just hit anytime, you know, I, I got to go to work or I got to walk my dog or whatever. Uh, I can hit pause, save state, get out. You know, it's just the way to go. So 
uh and using those classic controllers are just nice you know it's the, the, and i will give the playstation classic credit i granted it should have been a dual shock and again they cheaped out and they didn't make it a dual shock but uh it's nice to use the old vintage controllers just like with the nes the snes i can't wait for that upcoming genesis classic i'm pretty tempted to pre-order one but i just i'm so against pre-ordering but i'm i'm tempted because i just that would like to have the nes snes playstation and sega genesis classics all just sitting on the shelf is oh that's a retro gaming dream right there so okay good enough i've been ran 11 minutes i've been ranting and i haven't even talked about super metroid yet uh what have i been playing over the last week uh tetris 99 of course best game ever fucking love it uh i finished cuphead on my switch if you guys have a xbox one uh, a switch or a decent gaming pc i cannot recommend cuphead enough but you have to like hard games. As long as you're into hard games, it is so worth it. I fucking adored that game. Uh, if they release any DLC, if they release a sequel, anything, I will buy it. Hands down, I will probably pre-order. I will pre-order any DLC or anything they want to put out for it because it's that great. And apparently some of it's coming, my buddy Chris was saying. So uh, give us more Cuphead. Fucking so good. Uh, I'm almost done Shining Force on my Sega Genesis Classic collection. Um, there's going to be an episode coming up on that for sure. And I've been playing through Resident Evil on my PlayStation Classic. Uh, I know we did an episode on it, but I never actually officially played through the original Resident Evil, and I'm doing it now. And I'll tell you, like, it took me about an hour to get used to the tank controls and all that stuff, but I'm totally in now. I fucking love it. I can't wait to uh, find a way to get Resident Evil 2 and 3 on there and totally i i get it like to me resident evil 4 is the peak it was the first resident evil game i ever really played and i i, I fucking I, I cannot wait for that game to come out on switch in may but uh the original one is is holding up man i'm having a great time with it so playstation classic it's not all bad all right 12 minutes i'll talk about the game we're talking about this week i'll shut up and then we'll uh, we'll get to the podcast so like i said this week we're talking super metroid it's one of the greatest snes games of all time it's one of the greatest video games of all time uh it's it's incredible. And I'll tell you guys, like I was a diehard Super Nintendo kid. And as you know, I still am a diehard SNES fan, but I miss this one. I never played it. My buddy Daniel, one of my guests this week, uh, I remember seeing him play it a little bit at his house. I never really played it myself though. And uh, I didn't finally get around to it until years and years later when it dropped on the Wii Virtual Console. I, I It was like seven bucks or something. I finally took a stab at it uh, and it was fucking awesome. It is so good. I mean, you guys all know. If you're listening to this, you've probably played Super Metroid. You know how great it is. Uh, when you look up lists where people list off the top SNES games of all time, uh, I can almost guarantee that the top three games on any top SNES games of all time list, uh, unless it's, it are going to be some combination of Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Chrono Trigger, and Super Metroid. It's going to be three of those four. Uh, and like to, to consistently be mentioned in the top three, uh, in one of the greatest libraries in gaming history, it says something, you know, this fuck, it's so good. Uh, I mean, Metroid has been around for quite a while. I know there was the original on NES and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, uh, Super Metroid's where they hit their stride and then they dropped the Metroid Prime trilogy beginning with the GameCube, which took the series and put it into a first person shooter uh aspect and i've only ever played the first metroid prime and i liked it i liked it quite a bit but i do greatly prefer the 2d side scrolling super metroid style just like i do with my marios my zeldas pretty well everything i play i just love the 2d uh aspect better but for for ha having said that it's super metroid it's incredible it's uh i adore metroidvanias the genre and this is the original right like it's like the, it's in the fucking name it's it's um it's one of the biggest reasons I want SNES games on Switch is to play Super Metroid on the go. It'd be the way to play. 
It's so fucking good, you guys. If you haven't played it, I suggest skipping this podcast, going and playing it, then coming back. And at this point, I already have your download, so that's perfect. But uh, go play it. It's available on it's on the Super Nintendo Classic. It is on, I believe it's on the 3DS Virtual Console. I know it's on the like the Wii U Virtual Console. It's it's very easily accessible, and it is an absolute masterpiece. So uh, with that said, I'm going to cue the music. There it is. Uh, I am joined by two of the oldest friends I have from my absolute childhood, from when I was a single-digit age, and that is my pal Daniel and my buddy Rob. And we had a great time in Rob's basement a few weeks ago reminiscing about the phenomenal Super Metroid. It was originally released in North America on April 18th, 1994, and we're going to tell you why it is so great right now. Kick back, relax. Here we go. Okay, we're back on the road. We're down in Calgary. Uh, I don't know when this one will go up in relation to the other one we just recorded, but I'm hanging out with two of my uh, oldest friends, two buddies of mine from a fucking long, long, like like mid-90s, early-90s elementary school we're talking, so half of you probably weren't even born yet. Um, and that's... Uh, oh, you have a young crowd base, huh? Yeah, well, I think some <laughs> of them are. Uh, I can't imagine anyone too young listens to this because they don't know these games. Yeah. They're like... It's it's like trying to okay sorry I'm gonna introduce them first. Uh, it's my buddy Rob, hello, and my friend Daniel, hey, and they are sharing a microphone, so I hope the sound is good. Um, no, it's like okay, just quickly before we get into the game this week, it's like if you like if either of you ever tried to get like a young like and I mean like my nephew's twelve and he has a Switch, he loves it, and Nintendo started releasing the NES games online on the Switch, and I've tried to get him. I'm like, dude, you need to play. I was like, Super Mario Brothers three is on. I was like, you need to play that. And he's like, these suck. And I'm like, you, I'll oh, slap you. But it's like, cause they don't know, cause they didn't grow up with them, yeah. right? I just my 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 buddy at school is uh, just turned 21, so 15 year age difference. So I talk about things, and he's like, I got nothing, man. It's crazy to me, hey? Like it's it's like like I mean, it's like even like generations that like I mean, I know we grew up with the Nintendo 64, but there are kids who like their first console was a Nintendo 64. So to them, that is like our nes right and then kids that had like a playstation 2 is their first console yeah. and i'm like dude i was like in high school when i had a playstation 2 like it's fucking weird to me yeah, you meet so. someone like oh the first game i ever played was final fantasy 10 you're like yeah i was in high school like, yeah right <laughs> i'm like well that game sucked so uh <laughs> that's a no someone's gonna be mad at me no, now no, but <laughs> we're not here to please everyone no we're not i don't care that sucks to be you buddy yeah that game does suck um but we're not talking final fantasy 10 this week we are talking I would think pretty universally considered one of the greatest action video games of all time. An absolute masterpiece. And for my money, the best game in the series. Uh, and that is Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Damn straight. And I know there are people that are Metroid Prime fans. And Metroid Prime is great. They're fun games. But give me 16-bit side-scrolling mm-hmm. pixel art games over that any day. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so now did, cause I didn't own this one. I didn't re- barely even played this one until later on in life. I remember playing it at your house. Dan. Yeah. I, I had a bunch of games. My dad had gotten off a friend or something that we had for a few years. And this was one of them. And I, I, I think I played that thing two or three, four times. Oh, okay. What about you, Rob? Did you didn't have this one growing up? No, I think I rented it a couple times, but never got a chance to beat it. Yeah. 
you know, no internet back then. I just couldn't keep track of everything. Like you had your little graph paper trying to get everything down. But uh, I didn't fully beat it until probably an emulator, I think, on Dan's computer when we were roommates. That's what it came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was virtual console on the Wii. It was the first time I beat it. And like, I cannot imagine beating this game. Okay, I, I can imagine beating it. I can, and we were just talking about this off before we started recording. I cannot imagine coming anywhere close to 100%ing it pre-internet. I cannot no, fathom that. Without a guide, I don't know how anybody ever did. Right? Like, yeah. it's, I mean, I guess like you said, Rob, you could draw maps and fucking have everything planned. Like, maybe that's your best bet, but like, this game was so big, but man. How many hidden things, like the smallest little square on one hallway that if you shot up and you got an extra set of missiles. Like, yeah. I've mean, known that as like, when we were younger, right? There was no, no, for sure. It. And this one, like, have either of you played the NES one? Uh, I, no. I, wanted, I was going to say yes, but no, I played the Game Boy 1, and I've only ever played remakes, like the Zero Mission. I haven't actually played the original original. Okay. Well, you... No, I have it on the Nintendo Mini, but I haven't loaded it up Nah, yet. dude. Yeah. It, like, I probably put three or four hours into it on my Switch, and it's like, it, it's... You can see the blueprints of what became Super Metroid, but it is fucking impossible. And if you're listening to this, and you've beaten the NES Metroid without, without, doing, <laughs> without doing something cheap, like... Hats off to you because that game is vicious. Like Super Metroid can be vicious. Yeah, there's 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 so many little things and and moments. Yeah, it just feels like there's so many and but like the NES one is worse. That's what I was gonna say. But yeah, like the Super Nintendo one, it just feels like there's so many like for lack of a better term, like like traps. Like you'll end up in a room where like you fall into the ground. You know, there's a lot of rooms where the ground hurts you, right? Yeah, 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 and you. Yeah, yeah, and then be like, you don't even have time to get out. You're just like, and it. But the thing is, is it takes a good, like, twenty seconds to kill you. Cause like, if you've got all your energy and it's all full, but you know you're fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, and it's just you're either waiting for it to count down, or you're trying to time that little half-hearted jump when you're underwater, the just right to just get out. Yeah. And then you get out and you get hit by a dragonfly and die. Oh or god! Back into the hole and you're yeah, yeah. That Fuck. sense of desperation where you're just like waiting for your life to die. You're just it, like, come on, just this is torture. It's <laughs> vicious, man. I think that like to me, that's one of the crowning achievements of Super Metroid is that as as uh, as frustrating as frustrating as that game can be for the fucking ways it can kill you and the ways that you can go from having a great game to being dead in like thirty seconds. You're like, I'm, let's go again. Like, there's something about it. Like, and to me, that's what it deserves a lot of credit for is it's good enough to be like, oh, come back and try again. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like, I know I'm going to die again, but fuck yeah, let's try again. Yeah, you know? I played it last year and it just, it was easy to kind of pick up and go into it almost. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, there's a lot of to the game that it takes a while to get used to, but I felt, I didn't feel like it was horrible, like hopping onto the Nintendo version, right? Or any old Nintendo game, which seems to be. You have to be a masochist to enjoy them. Yeah, um, totally. But you go into this one, it was, you know, a lot of tough parts, but you can easily, there's little, it paces well. There's little, like, you can take a break in a hallway. You can sit there and farm an easy spot for fuel ups and things like that. Like, you can grind it out. Yeah. Go on to the next spot that you're having issues with. and. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah no, I, I both those points are great. I'd have to agree with It's just... It's it's just it's it's just so well made that well like said. yeah well said I'm nodding for those of you that can't see me <laughs> yeah it's an it's an audio podcast but they'll hear the wind uh it's perfect for that it just like you said it's 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 you can get into parts where they're so intense you know but then you'll get to other parts where you're like this is just I can get a fucking breather you get by one of those pipes that keeps spitting out those yeah. fucking and you just sit there like picking them off and just like I'm gonna just catch my breath I'm yeah. just gonna refill here 
and think about where the fuck am I supposed to go next? Because that's a lot of that game is trying to figure out where the fuck do I go next? You know what I mean? But that's okay. But it's fun. It's in a yeah. fun way, though. You never feel like it's just stupid and you don't know where to go. And the whole opening sequence is just intensity, right? Like that build up of this empty space station. And then when you finally beat Ripley and she flies off and you're like, yeah, you got to escape like that. Like right at the beginning of the game, like that yeah. countdown's and the t- everything's tilting and you're like, oh my God, what's yeah, yeah. going on here? And then it's just like, what a way to start the game. And then you just land on this planet and it's like raining and it's quiet and it's... You don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, and for like the first twenty minutes, once you're on that planet, like there's no enemies, there's there's no sound. It's mm-hmm. just walking around and nothing. Yeah, for like for a sixteen bit game with no voice acting, no three D, nothing. Um, they do a phenomenal job of of establishing like an atmosphere mm-hmm. of making you be like like where the fuck am I and like what is this place? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you slowly start running like some easy, sh- and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan and suddenly it turns into this whole different game. But you're right. Like the atmosphere of it is just incredible. Yeah. You know, you never, you're never like, I mean, I love Mario. Like I love Mario, but there's no atmosphere in fucking Mario. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just, whereas this game, like, yeah, it was a whole different experience. And to see that, like it's, it's, it's easy to look back on it now and be like, wow, that was crazy. But like, we didn't realize how limited the hardware was then. Mm-hmm. And for them to still be able to accomplish that is, it was a very colorful game. It's just like each area was so vibrant. Yeah. Like uh, when you're in the fire lava area to the underwater area, like it's just, they had their own little like, you know, obviously atmosphere. That's what they're going for. Right. It's just every time you got to a new place, you're like, whoa. Yeah. To kind of embrace it and just kind of feel what it was going to give to you. And of course, where can't I go? Because, oh, there's going to be a new item coming up because I see squares that have crosses on them. Like, what's that mean? You know, or you see a, a level area where you can't jump to. Yeah. How do I get up there? And you're just okay, let's find this new piece of gear that's going to get me everything I need. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was always always my favorite bit when you get a new new item. is like, shit, i got to go back to that room. Yeah. Way back there. You know. Dude, yes. Like, to this day, like, and I, and I think this game is the reason. Because after I played this game, I was like, dude, this game's fucking sick. Like, I'm, I'm all, I know it's an overused word these days, but I love Metroidvania games today. Like, those types of games where, uh, and I mean, you could go as far as to like, like, I look at, um, did either of you ever play the, the Batman like Arkham Asylum oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and oh, Arkham absolutely. like those games are sick, right? Yes. But really what they are is a giant Metroid, right? Where yeah. like you see stuff like Riddler things or whatever. And you're like, I don't have the fuck to get that. Then you get a new item. You're like, well now I can get that. Yeah. And this game to me, it maybe didn't invent it. Cause I know it was this on the NES and stuff, but this was the first one that nailed, like nailed yeah. it. You know, like I remember seeing, I remember watching it at your house, Dan, and I remember seeing those fucking, those those boxes along the top, like you said, with the, like those little circle cross thingies yeah. in them, and you had oh, to get that points. yeah, and you had yeah. to get that grapple hook thing. Then you could swing to them, and I remember seeing you do it, like watching you play it. But then the first time I played it, I didn't have that right away. And I was like, "What well, the fuck do we get across there?" <laughs> and then when you unlock it, like you said, instantly your first thought is like, "Shit, I got to go back to all these places and see what else I can find," you know. And that's it's so well done because you're so excited to just because there's a ton of backtracking in this game. Yeah. Right, a ton of just going around in circles, trying to figure where to go next. Uh, but it never gets boring. Like it's always exciting and fun because you never know what the new thing you're gonna find is. Right? There's always you always try to cheat your way because you know there's areas you couldn't access without abilities. But they had the wall jump, like you can jump up a wall basically. I could never get the timing down. Yeah. But or the running where you like oh. the power jump, which I could never oh. could could get. But those two, or or if, and I could never do this one was the bomb jumps where if you yeah. timed your bombs. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I know you can theoretically, like in that first world, you can get all the way up to the top of the screen, but 
if I yeah. got two jumps in a row, I was ecstatic. Yeah, that's a skill I never got. And then, yeah, there's that part where um, I don't know what it is. If it's like a fucking, it's almost like a bunny like or, something. or something. Yeah, and it yeah. runs yeah. and the it does the one wall is the jump. Ostrich, yeah, that is there well, the to teach you that. The, and then the yeah. bunnies do the wall jump. And then you're trying to figure out, like, dude, to like, I guess like all three of us, like, I consider myself a half decent gamer, particularly retro 16 bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Like, God, I suck at that. And I'm like, does everyone suck at this? Or is it just me? Like, do you, like, on a, it won't make me feel bad. Like, are you, nope. can either of you do that with any? No, real- not, not consistently. Okay. Especially the wall jump, because it had to be, you had to be doing the jump that had you twirling. Yeah. And you had to be moving when you hit the jump button. But in all the areas that require it, you have these little itty bitty bit of room. So you, you're trying to do it and it's just, you fall down lots. It was so frustrating. Like, I was playing, like, I had to, I, I finally looked it up online and I'm like, like, am I fucking stupid like why can't i do this and everyone watch a youtube video yeah i do this and it's the guy doesn't even talk he's just like he just does it and you're like so what the fuck and then finally like i read something where they were explaining it like you have to hit it at this exact moment at this exact moment and then when you finally land one you're like oh shit how'd i do that because then you don't hit the second one you have to do it all over again that's the one part of that game and i was gonna bring that up because i just as soon as we agreed we were gonna talk about super metroid i was like that fucking part we have to wall jump up that hall Mm -hmm. drives me insane insane or, or right after i think it's the the space jump where you same thing you got to be doing the spinning but if you hit the button quite wrong you just fall all the way back down and you have to do it again yeah oh the oh fuck okay maybe it's not perfect but it's still good um and rob you said earlier like it looks gorgeous like when i think of 16-bit gaming mm-hmm. like this is one of those like i think of that orange fucking samus like from the side and then just like the level like i just in a game where like everything is supposed to be kind of dark and scary and isolated you don't know where the fuck you are they do a great job of making it like colorful and yeah. and, and fun to look at and you even, know like, the first boss like not the statue but like the big plant the venus fly trap yeah you know what i mean like just the way it looked and like the spores and like everything i was like wow like technically at the time was phenomenal like, yeah yeah it blew you away and you just like you didn't even want like just seeing it bobbing around and like when you kill it and it just dies and it just kind of shrivels to that dark green and black color. Yeah. Uh, that, and, and this was one of the first games I played where you could see that you were hurting the enemies more. Like they'd get darker and darker. Right. Yeah. And that dark red. And then it's like, oh, so close. And you're like, I've only got two hits left. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Like it was, it was just like watching them get darker was such a pump up. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, it's like the graphic, like they deserve a ton of credit for everything they were able to do with such limited fucking hardware. Yeah. Cause that game has more atmosphere and more of that kind of stuff too than games that are made today. Yeah. In my opinion, like not all, but obviously, but like, but there are games today with like the fucking PS4 switch Xbox, like the consoles they have today that can't do what this game no, managed to accomplish. Try so much more. And you're just like, yeah. You're, no. I agree with that. No. Um, That's the problem. When you're trying to go for photorealistic thing, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't look quite real to you. But when you're looking at this game, and you know, I can't look at Super Metroid and say, "Oh yeah, that looks totally realistic." Right. But it, it, it has like just that old look to it that is just, it's it's art. Like it's, it is it's literal. Art. It's moving art. Yeah, I agree with that. It is art. I, I think video games are art, and yeah. sometimes they don't get the credit for that. I think that they deserve. I think most people listening to this probably do because we're all gaming nerds. But yeah. like, you're right. It is art, and like, I mean, I I've, I harped on it to fucking nauseam on this podcast, but the Super Nintendo did art perfectly. And this game is is in the top three or four examples of just what, how gorgeous a game could look on that without making it look real. It doesn't look real. You don't feel like you're in the game, but you, you do feel like you're in it at the same time. It was perfect, you know? And it was ahead of its time in the sense, like, 
Samus, you know, being the heroine, right? Like, yeah, it talks about like women in gaming and things like that. And it's most of the time growing up, like we're all used to, you know, how many male centered characters. Sure. She was always like badass, right? Like, yeah. And she is a complete badass. Yeah. Like I play as her in Smash. Yeah. Cause I'm like, cause she's so dope. I'm like, I'm like, I suck with her. Like I don't yeah, do, yeah. but I'm like, <laughs> she just looks so cool. I'm like, yeah, still, still right up to, um, the Wii U one. Cause I don't. Again, I don't own a Switch and don't have the newest one, but right. still one of my favorite characters. Samus. Yeah, she's a she's a really rad character. And you're right. Like it's like I, I didn't know it at the time, but like I know that when you beat the NES one, I think that was when they first reveal it's I think like it a hundred like percent. Yeah, yeah. Then they reveal like she's yeah. in like a bikini or something. <laughs> like they reveal that like green hair. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're right, like for, for for them to make that decision, like that back then, like it would have so easy they didn't have to make it a human. Yeah. It could have just been a robot or it could have been like just some jag dude in a robot suit. But like, yeah. then to find out that it's like this like skinny girl who's like this total badass is really like that. You're right. It's a very cool and progressive thing that if someone did now, people would just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but like to do it back then, like she might be the first one. Uh, the first American one, there was, I think, two Japanese games that had female uh, centric um, protagonists. But the first North American one, I'm pretty sure. Sure, yeah, I they, I believe that too. Like, I can't think of another one, and she's so rad. Like, I mean, because like, before that, it was all Zelda and and Princess at the time, like Princess Toadstool. Like, whatever. yeah, I'm in trouble, save yeah. me. And she was like, I fucking got this. Yeah. Like, shut up, I got this. Um, another thing I love about this game is the is the power ups. Like, it, it's like, like I just finished playing Doom, the new Doom game, and it's fun. Yeah, it but like, you're carrying like as is with most games, you have like a dozen weapons you're hauling them all around at once. You know what I mean? And like to me, Metro, I mean, Mega Man did it too, but like Metroid did a great job of making sense as to why you have all these weapons. Cause they're all just like things programmed into her suit mm-hmm. or whatever you want to yeah. say. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, and there was a, the bosses were really cool. And I'm, I'm we're going to talk about that later, but it was always for me is like, what am I going to get after this? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's always the most exciting. Like, and I feel like that with Mega Man too. Like, I'm always excited about beating a robot and then getting their power. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with this one, I'm always excited to explore because yeah, you get to someone like that and you're like, or when you come across those, um, I don't know what the fuck they are for lack of a better term, like those giant praying mantis things or yeah. whatever, like those statues that sit with the items on them. Right. Yeah, the the statues are the Chozo, and then those praying mantis things are the space pirates. Right. Yeah, the Chozo. That's what it is. Yeah, and you're always just like, oh yeah, you're gonna get something. It could literally just be more missiles. Yeah. And you're excited, much less if it's a new power up or a new weapon or item or fucking. Well, nothing sucked more when you had like you found a door that you wanted to get into, but you have no missiles, and you're like, oh, no, oh. Go farm them. And- yeah, then you had to go farm for more. And like by the end of that game, dude, if you really explore, like, have you ever have either 100? Like, I'm never 100. It. No. Um, you like even if you like just to beat it, like you feel like a badass. Yeah. You're so powerful, you know. Um, and then Dan, like you said, the boss fights in this game, like I mean, Rob, you mentioned the the plant fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm completely ignorant to any other names oh, if they even tell us what the names are. But I there are some wicked bosses in this game, right? Like there's some sick. It's well, that, so, like that big red one in the lava, and you have to push it towards like the lava. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like, you think you beat it, and all of a sudden it or comes it pops out, like, up, yeah. Yeah. Is this going to keep going? Or yeah. Gonna... That, that's probably one of my favorite moments of that game is like after you yeah, finally managed to go, because you can't hurt it. All you can do is keep pushing it back farther and farther until it falls and dies. And then, yeah, it pops out of the wall and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. It legitimately surprises you and you're like, okay, here we fucking go again. And yeah. then you don't have to find him again. But yeah, it's it's like the, the I love the boss fights in it. It's they're all so intense. Like when you get pulled into one, you're like, it's like, I mean, some video games, you know, like, like, again, I love Mario, but 
you get into a boss fight against one of the kids or against a boom boom or something in Mario and you're like four times. Yeah, and you're like, okay, here we go. Whereas like in this game, you get to a boss fight and it's like deep breath, like, oh fuck. It's not like a normal boss door like in Mega Man. It's just a regular door. It's yeah, like yeah. Go in and then you're like, oh crap, I'm fighting this big green giant. Yeah, you realize <laughs> you walked into something. Yeah. yeah. The closest you get is a little bit before the boss. Like you get those doors that's like the eyeball covering it. Oh, right. oh yeah. That, that's it's never that next room. It's just somewhere coming up. Yeah. There's the boss. It's almost just enough to make it. It adds that intent, that tense feeling where you're just like, fuck. It's like, like if you're playing the Dark Souls game, you get that fog wall, right? And you're just like, oh, I know something's up. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know when it's going to come out yeah. and kick you in the face. Um, dude. Yeah. But yeah. No, the, the, the boss designs like, uh, I mean, Rid- Ridley's, you know, the giant space dragon is pretty awesome. But the plant was one of my favorite looking boxes. Yeah. Because it was just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, and then, I mean, you've got Big Fat Crade. That's what I, that's who I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, that's that fucking giant lizard and, fucking uh, looking thing. The jump on, it's the thing that shoots out or something like that. Yeah, he shoots out the little platforms out of his four belly buttons, and you got to shoot that so you can shoot him in the face. And then there's the other floating one that... And I know, theoretically, you can actually kill it, but the only way I've ever been able to do it is let him grab you and then grapple. You grapple like the electric ports on the wall. And then it zaps him. Yeah, oh. I think it's on the Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so ingenious, right? Like, yeah. is that not clever for a game that's... I would... I, like, I'll look up the day before I post this. I would assume this game came out probably like 93, 94, somewhere in there. Uh, it came out after I came back to Canada. So probably, I think, I want to say 94. Yeah. Like, that's fucking ingenious stuff for back then. Head of their games. Like, head of the times. Totally, right? Or like the part... Remember the part where you go through... You keep... You run through this glass tube. Like 300 fucking times. And then, and then the I had to look it up. And you drop like a like yeah. a, like a super bomb or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the power bomb. And, and, and you shattered. But yeah. you go through like four other ones and none of them break. Yeah, yeah. It's just one. And if you look at it, it has a small crack. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, it's you know it's a nice atmosphere thing. Didn't think anything of it. I like, think it sucked because it, at first you're slow and everything. You can't really jump through the water. You have to get the upgrade for your suit to, yeah, yeah. to get a little bit quicker. But. That's just another, like, really, like, all they had to do, really, was add a fucking hallway that goes up to the left, and then you're in that, like, in that cavern. Like, you could maybe, like, get into that cavern where you land on the glass tube, but you don't actually blow it up. Like, to put the work into it, to be like, no, no, you have to drop, and it can't just be, like, a shot. You have to drop, like, a fucking atomic bomb, for whatever the hell it is, in this glass. Then it'll explode. Then you can climb through and get out of it. Like, that's just all those little nuances, you know what I mean? Like, they, it's that Nintendo shine, and this yeah. game is like like oozes it you know at the bottom of all those pits and there's like just the two doors on the left and the right you always checked under the main the floor that you're on of that in the middle of those doors because there's usually a drop down yeah yeah there were so many different ways to explore just to turn into that little ball and roll around you never like dropping bombs like literally just rolling around floors dropping bombs everywhere good old bomb carpet yeah, just to see like where's there a hole, where there's yeah. a hole. And I, if I'm not, I haven't played this game in a few years. But isn't like, don't you get something where you can like scan walls? Yeah, you get the X-ray scope right about three quarters of the way through the game, and then yeah, you just spend every second is like looking at every wall there. Yeah, floor. but it was like to me that's smart because that was them being like, we know people want to find everything. Everything yeah. they're never gonna find it. Let's they're getting close. Like let's throw them a bone. You know what yeah. I mean? And now you have this handy little thing, and now it's one more reason to go back and backtrack everything because you're like, I think I have all the items. To help me travel around. Now I just have to find the places I can get into to travel around. And it tacks another five, six, seven hours onto the game. I'm just going back and backtracking, right? Definitely. Like it's um I kind of wish that I had played it before the internet. I think it would have been a different experience to play when you couldn't cheat and look up where to go. 
technically you don't have to look everything. I know, but I don't have that kind of willpower anymore. I yeah, no, it's like I mean that's that back then and not many people played this game back back then. Yeah. So it wasn't like you know, a lot of the games where you could ask everybody because everybody was playing it. I mean, at least the first time I played it, I think there was one or two other people I knew of that had played the game. Yeah. And were generally as lost as I was. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those ones that, like, over the course of time, it's become an absolute, like, iconic title mm-hmm. in gaming history is Super Metroid, right? Like, it's, it's usually in, like, the top 10 of, like, most top 100. Totally. Or at least top 15. Like, it's usually up there. Totally. The yeah, list. yeah. It's on all the top lists. It's one of the highest. You know what I mean? Like, it's... But, it, but you're right. Like, back in the day... I don't remember, like, I mean, just the three of us and then all the other kids. Like, I hardly remember anyone playing Super Metroid. I don't remember seeing it. Like, the only place I ever saw this game was at your house, Dan, in passing. Like, Yeah. Um, well, and this wasn't even one that we all played a lot, like, kind of together. It was, I, I played it a lot. And then both of you guys, I remember coming over and seeing a bit. And then we would put on Mario Kart. Right. Like, I can't, like, and, like, and then there's a good example. So, like, when you think of the Super Nintendo, the games, like, if you look at the Super Nintendo Classic or whatever, like, you think about the games that have eight, like, you think of, you think of Super Mario World, you think of Yoshi's Island, you think of, of the RPGs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even some of those, like, Earthbound got criminally overlooked, right? And that's why those games are that so... That came out right at the end of the life cycle. And that's why it's so fucking expensive now, right? Yeah. But you think, of, you think of the Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, you think of, of Super Mario Kart, uh, uh, you think of the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, so Right, like, you, like there are games that when you think of the Super Nintendo, yeah, these games are all masterpieces. NHL '94, even like sure, the NHL game, yeah. Link to the Past, right? Yeah. Like it's all games that everyone played yeah. that that became legendary titles, but they're ones that everyone played back then. And I know everyone loves Super Metroid now, as they should, because it's a fucking masterpiece. But people didn't love it back then, you know. No, it's a, a lot of people I've talked to that have been big fans of it. It's all been looking. I mean, in some cases, it's only been a few years yeah. after it came out. But it's. I don't know anybody that can say that. Yeah, they played this right when it came out and loved it. Then no, totally. Like it's. Uh, I mean, I know myself uh, and a lot of people. Like I didn't go back to it till after I played Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. I thought Metroid Prime was cool. Yeah. It looked gorgeous. So then I was like, okay, well, now I want to see what else happened in this game. And that's when I. And then when they announced the Wii Virtual Console and put Super Metroid on, it was the first time I played it. And I was like, oh, I prefer this yeah. to the first person shooter. You know, but like. Everyone, like, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, so they just delayed Metroid Prime 4. They said something like they're starting again, over it. Yep. Yeah, they're basically starting over it. And I know a lot of people are upset, and I get it because I wanted to play it too. But, like, Metroid is just not the franchise, like, the draw as a franchise that, that fucking Mario, Donkey Kong, Pokemon, exactly. like Zelda. Nintendo comes out with a new system, and it's your basic. Right. People game. aren't clamoring. Like, I know that people, I know that the, the Metroid franchise has its fan base, but they're just not it's not on the level of those other games, right? It just isn't. Well, and, and most of the fans that I, like I've, I've talked to people online and things and it's, they would rather have no game than a bad game. Totally. Especially, and I feel like that too. Especially after other M. Yeah. Uh, you should listen. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> isn't that the truth? EA <laughs> fucking, if EA made Metroid, you'd have to pay like $10 yeah. to upgrade your missile yeah, count or exactly. something. And you wouldn't be able to get through a door Two without paying it. 10 missiles. Um, <laughs> No, this game is is perfect. It's order now to get this special ability no one else will have. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and just quickly before we wrap this thing up, wasn't there something? And I didn't, I never did it, but like, because it showed you like how long it took you to beat it. And couldn't didn't you get like different endings if you beat it like a certain amount of time or something? Yeah, it was, and I, I could never get the good one because I always spent too much time running around. But I think it was if you had it in uh, under three was the best one, under five, and then everything past that like, like five hours. yeah yeah mine mine are always in like 
10 plus hours. Sure. It was one of the first games to really start pushing speedruns. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like rewarded you for faster time. And that's clever, right? Because if you, like, I mean, back in the in those days, like, I mean, maybe it was different for people our age back in those days. But I know, like, for the three of us, like, when you got a new game, like, say you got a game for Christmas, it was like, well, this is what you're playing till fucking your birthday or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this is your game. Uh, and, and so, like, to, to give something like that, where, like, even if you did beat it, even if you knew that game, like, the back of your hand, which I can't imagine anyone did, then there's still a reason to play it again and try to get to those speed runs to see the better endings. Because we didn't invite YouTube to look up the better endings. The only way you were going to see it was to fucking earn it. How so, we live? No. Yeah, yeah, right? It, a better and worse time to live at the same time. So, yeah. um, Dude, what fuck? What a great game! What would you guys give? Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up because we gotta get out of here. We got some stuff going on tonight. Would you guys give Super Metroid on a scale of one to ten? I'll give it an eight point five. Okay, just because the wall jumping really. <laughs> oh, fucking wall jumping! <laughs> I get anxiety just thinking of all the fucking wall jumps. Uh, I've got to go nine point five. This game is just made me love that that franchise and. I, I, it is. It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I'll split the difference. I'll go with nine because I don't have nostalgia strings for it, and the wall jumps cost it half a point because the wall jumps fucking suck. It's it is. In that's a, a, that's that they threw those wall jumps into the first uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Not not every character could do it, but I know Samus could. Oh fuck! That's just to fuck with people. <laughs> fucking Metroid. Um, on a on a system full of absolute masterpieces this game is still stands out like to me the only games on the like i mean to me like if you when you're talking the super nintendo you think of super mario world you think a link to the past you think of 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 the rpgs like final fantasy 6 and super metroid is right there. like it's as good as all of those oh absolutely what a fuck super nintendo's the best system ever um you guys that was fun thank you very much for doing it, it was great seeing you guys it was great catching up and let's not wait like 20 years before we fucking do this again. Yeah, for sure. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Done. that's going to do it for this week's episode you guys thank you so much for listening rob and daniel it was so fucking cool getting to record one of these episodes with you guys thank you so much for doing it we do have another episode in the bank the three of us uh, of another absolutely iconic game that i'm going to drop a few weeks from now um like i said off the top i've probably said it a hundred times if you have never played super metroid you as a gamer owe it to yourself to find a way to play it it i i i guarantee you it is worth your time it's so good um that's it you guys we're on facebook at facebook.com slash remember the game we're also on twitter and instagram at member the game so throw us a follow there throw us a like we follow everybody back i love interacting with you if you guys enjoyed the show this week or if you've enjoyed any previous episode of the show please leave us a good review on itunes and stuff like that please tell a friend let's keep this thing going onward and upward toward episode 50 i can't thank you all enough for listening and uh, with that said, I'm going to shut up, get out of here, and go play some Resident Evil on my PlayStation Classic. Uh, again, for $30, it's worth it. Don't pay more than $30 for it. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. I will check in with you again in seven days. Take it easy. Cheers. <laughs>